topic of this evening's Dharma talk is progress, as requested by was Brett. Yeah, I'm sure it was Brett. Uh, I said, well, I've already given a talk on that. And he said, yeah, but that one, I don't know what word he used, but it was bad. It was a bad <laughs> and I wasn't sure. I didn't want to ask because I didn't know if he meant it was really a terrible talk on progress or that it was just a bad technology, something. I don't know. Anyway, that's a pretty good topic because it's uh, it's something we often uh, talk about, especially with the practice or with anything. And relatively speaking, of course, there's always some kind of progress going on. Again, we always have a comparison, doing better, doing worse. The the issue with uh, the spiritual path or with a pra- uh, a path where you're practicing with the very nature of thinking, the very the very conceptual situation that's happening is that it could be uh, a little off, shall we say, or even inaccurate. So it's not that there isn't some, if you were to practice meditation, that there, there isn't some kind of practice where you notice that your things are, uh, you haven't beat up on so many people lately. When terrible things happen, you're able to put on an act so it looks like you're really calm. So you're getting really better at acting like you're calm. Sure, you've noticed that people are looking. Well, I thought you were. Aren't you a meditator? People at might even ask you. So people's presumptions, ideas, preconceptions, uh, projections about meditation, what it is, especially for those who don't practice it at all, think that well, you're going to get more peaceful, more calm. You're going to make progress. And as I said, it's not that there isn't some kind of contrast between the way things were going and the way they're going now. But that doesn't necessarily take into consideration all of the misunderstandings that are happening uh, due to the nature of what the basic truth that the Buddha taught. Everything is dependently arisen. So even though there are a lot of linear tracks of getting better, getting worse, uh, could you say that all the plants in the fall are wilting and going back into the, to the dirt is progress? It doesn't look like progress, but... Some things might need to collapse before they can, uh, can say, rejuvenate. So I think the uh, big picture idea is uh, more important there to see the overall picture. And in order to see the overall picture, one needs to really look closely at whatever is arising at at any given moment in your life, in your your meditation practice, in your interaction with your friends, your family, your coworkers, your own thought patterns, your memory. So as I said, there isn't. It isn't that there isn't some kind of contrast. It may happen uh, right away. I when I started meditating many years ago, I noticed right away that just by stopping and holding still, that there was uh, um, less spinning around. But I didn't necessarily feel any better. I tended to feel quite a bit worse actually. So often, uh, this is why I say don't don't conclude, don't come to conclusions. If you come to any conclusion about anything that isn't foisted upon you just by the causes and conditions that are arising in your particular milieu, your environment, your family, your friends, your circle, um, then we tend we're, we conclude we actually close down because we want a result. We want something. We'd almost prefer to know that we're doing terrible. At least we know something. At least we. At least we've got some idea of what's happening, what's occurring, a relative value of things. The path of meditation seems to be a process uh, a little different with each person, with each bundle of 
karma, a bundle of uh, causes and conditions that arise as your particular lifetime, seems to be necessary to, as much as possible, to just watch what's coming and going. This is why I teach it that way. Um, sit down, hold still, and watch the movement. It may get better, it may get worse, but after a while, you realize that's kind of beside the point, the better and the worse, because you know that whatever's happening is not going to last. If it gets better, it's going to get worse. The very nature of uh, experience is like that, coming and going, coming and going. So is there something that doesn't come and go? Well, is it? I ask you first. Does it seem like there might be? Seems like a trap. Okay. Anybody else? You. What's the well? I mean, like, what? When you just go, well. Uh, oh, that well. Well. Oh, well. I don't know. What do you think? Come on and help me. This is a very boring talk. <laughs> <laughs> is there an inquiry? Well, I think there is. If you're a meditator, then you're. There's some inquiry going on. What is this? What is this? Who is this? What's what's happening? Things are going this way and that way. And if we evaluate or try to conclude anything, we actually stop uh, investigating and we start to conclude or find a result or do something with it that uh, appears conclusive or uh, gives us some kind of evidence that this has happened or that's happened or what we're practicing is valuable. How, how do all of you keep meditating? You're getting some kind of, are you accomplishing something? Is there any progress? Is anybody experiencing progress? I feel like I have. How so? Um, I guess to use um, the words that you recite from Chogyam Trungpa, I'm, I, I feel like I'm less of a nuisance. Uh, I'd go along with that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you improve quite a bit. Isn't that? It's quite a bit of progress around your point. Well, you say that you, um, what brought you into this practice was your anger. Yes. And the anger that brought you into it hasn't gone anywhere. It has not. So isn't that some kind of progress? I feel that way about jealousy, which seems to be my go-to negative emotion. Mm -hmm. and? So if, if I'm not acting out that intense jealousy mm -hmm. that I once did, is that not considered progress? Okay, it is less. Even even one of the when we receive precepts, we take refuge or commit ourselves to the path. One of the things that is called change of name and change of mark. And the change of name is just a way of working with identity. So you have a different name, you have a dharma name so you, you can use. It may help you look closer at identity or or change out your your uh, previous identity for trying to get ahead to actually trying to be more clear about what this is. So there could be some progress happening there. And then the change of, there might be more of them. I think the only thing I remember, change of name, change of mark. Change of mark is less aggressive, less less uh, um, less demanding. So even Trump Rinpoche says less than your demand. So there may be, there could possibly be some uh, progress. Uh, we could look at the situation and see where through evaluating and looking at the way things have been going on. But also some other situation could be arising that you've been covering up for 20 years and now you're no longer covering that up. So that particular dynamic could be showing up as you're uh, not feeling so good or maybe you're dealing more with negative emotions. Maybe you're not acting them out, progress, but maybe you're feeling them more intensely. Progress, yeah, I'd say that might be progress. You actually are getting to know yourself more intimately, 
more more ability to just experience your mind, experience your thoughts, experience your emotions without jumping to a conclusion about it. Well, I shouldn't be feeling that way. I need to take more of this. I need to stop eating this. I need more water. I need, I need, I need. Anything that we're trying to do to try to manipulate our mind to get uh, to manipulate our feelings and our emotions, our reactions to things. It's not that there isn't something to that. It's just that from the point of view of awareness, from the point of view of awareness practice, it is about watching what this is and uh, keep it as simple as possible so that we are more able to see the uh, subtle nuance of the emotions of um, the reactionary mind. Something happens, we react. It's just about impossible to not have some kind of a sidestep from everything that occurs. Something happens, we go somewhere else about that. We go into a concept about that. We judge that or we um, uh, affirm that, criticize it, or we distract ourselves, look away from it. Being aware that that's what you're doing, uh, I guess that's progress. Sure, go. You say that your anger hasn't gone anywhere. Is there still motion to it? You mean, do I get angry? Yeah. Is it always accessible or do you feel it? Anger is actually more accessible. I could get extremely mad right now and bust everything. It's like, no problem. I'm not going to do that, even for fun. I'm just saying that the if you're no longer trying to be somebody other than, than who you are and what this is, then all those feelings and emotions are available all the time because you realize they're dependently arisen. So they're, they could come up at any time. You, could, you, could, uh, you might be more likely to erupt in anger uh, after 20, 30 years of meditation. It's possible. There might be a more available availability for everything. Probably won't do that, but there, there could be the feeling that that could happen. In other words, the potential of anything happening starts to show up. If there's a, sh a shred of ego, if there's a, a three, a one fifth of an ego, or some kind of dynamic in consciousness we call uh, e uh, self-centeredness of the ego mind, uh, that can be threatened. If there's no one there, then then all the, that hot air just comes and goes. They can't find anyone. In the, uh, there's nobody at home. It's not that there isn't awareness or consciousness there, but it, it doesn't devolve into some kind of a somebody who's having that experience or somebody who's trying to stop this particular emotion, or someone who's trying to justify this emotion or feeling. Sure. We have a particular area that we can see that we're not comfortable going into. I know for me, like just telling someone something directly is a difficult thing for me to do. Like you suck. Huh? Yeah. Um, you ever say that to you? No. <laughs> Go ahead. If we're still functioning out of that separation, should we practice stepping into those uncomfortable? No, areas? no, 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 don't, no, don't do that. Don't, don't try to make progress. Uh, less is better. This is uh, the ultimate, not ultimate, but the final situation that we're saying when I say, when I say less is better, I'm saying meditate. Less is better. Sit down, hold still and just receive, just be a receiver. Receive in all the six sense views, including your mind, just be a receiver. No conclusions. No, nothing else but that. And then when, if you're functioning in that way, then you'll notice that you you might produce something, you might respond, you might say something, you might uh, suggest something, or you might ask some someone something, or you might uh, question something. All kinds of things could come up without any particular agenda behind it. It's quite an interesting situation to have 
and have thoughts come and go without any central authority. Go ahead. You have to use the metaphor of sharpening the blade. Yes. I'm wondering if as we practice, the blade becomes sharper and if that's some sort of progress. You'd have to use use that metaphor. You'd have to say, yeah, there's there's some progress. You're just more clear about what's happening. Not clear from the point of view of knowing what it is, but more clear about just its fundamental situation, the texture of it. You may not know what it is in terms of a concept or an identity, but you're you're just receiving that's like receiving a sound that you don't know what made the sound or where it came from. And you're not really particularly concerned about it, about the source of it. So to say there there is no progress is one way of saying it. There's no progress. Uh, there's an uh, image that came up. Um, uh, maybe I can bring it back up, or maybe not. It's like instead of making progress up the side of the mountain, that's uh, one kind of image, getting closer to the top of the mountain. But there's also a, 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 a kind of, you could call it maybe progress, that there's more and more clarity about more and more uh, the space around you. It's like you go from sitting in a broom closet, meditating, you know, not much happening there. Use a, another metaphor. You Eventually you find yourself uh, in an open field, all kinds of room. Things are coming and going, but there's a lot of space. No, the claustrophobia is no longer there. And the agoraphobia or fear of open spaces is no longer there because there's no one uh, who is afraid. There's no, there may be fear, but that's also uh, free to come and go in that space. So just because you've been meditating and suddenly you become very fearful, this is not that your progress has disappeared, that you no longer are getting anywhere, improving or whatever. It also doesn't necessarily mean that you are improving, yes. Is more space always accompanied by more content? No, more. We invent the content. We make it up. Have you noticed? I mean, every day. Our whole this whole evening just take from four o'clock until now all the things we've thought up and invented and analyzed and conclusions we've come to about everything. How do we work with the conclusions that have relative validity? Well, chop wood, carry water. Just just function there with nothing extra. Just time to do the dishes, do the dishes. And if you're doing the dishes and at the same time you're thinking, this isn't really my turn to do the dishes. Michael's supposed to be doing the dishes. It's not that that can't show up, but do nothing more with it other than scowl at him, maybe go like that. So less is better. When I say when I say that, I know it's hard to do that. You can't just suddenly be kind of a, an angel, but you could work with the emotions. Uh, when I say just receive, receive what's happening out here, and then also when there's a, uh, an apparent reaction or and it triggers something that's even maybe hiding out from here, some kind of resentment about Michael. And how he acts sometimes about the dishes, you know, <laughs> you could just, you could just include that. And it isn't an action of including, it's just don't do anything else with it. Just notice how you have no idea why that's there, what that is. And you actually can see because of the texture of that emotion or that feeling, you see that has nothing to do with, with Michael, has nothing to do with what he's doing. It's totally your, you've created it. When I say you, not the, the not, there's not somebody there who's creating that. Just the resistance, the, the grasping, the resistance, and the ignorance or the shutting down is what generates that kind of whirlwind that keeps our lives going in, a, in, a, in circles.
or in aggression, passion, aggression, and progress, and all of everything's going in the toilet. Now everything's getting better. Now I wasn't doing so good, but man, I'm doing really great now. Is that funny? Yes. If it looks like we're creating negativity, or it's not necessarily coming out of the situation, how do we look at that? Particularly if that narrative comes up of like, oh, I'm creating this. What was the question? How do how do we look at the notion of creating negativity without reinforcing the self that creates it. Don't worry about particularly about anything else other than just being aware of it. If, if you notice that you're, that it seems like uh, you're, you're increasing something, just watch. So very, very little uh, uh, grasping or rejection. If you can help that, just, just notice the texture of whatever's arising. And it's, it, it, it is, is as if you can't do anything about it. Uh, the other word that I've used, it's been used long before I got here, just be a good host, be a good hostess, be a good hoster. Whatever comes through the door, just it, it just comes in. If you do nothing with it, 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 it it's like it comes through the door because it's like your consciousness that it's, in, uh, that it's entering. But since you do nothing with it, it it's like uh, you're the one that creates the space, creates the space of me that has that experience. I can tell by the look in your face, I'm making total sense. Good. So it's just a matter of uh, how, how can I say this? Uh, how can I say this very directly? Be an asshole. How's that? You know, stop trying to fix yourself into something else and polish yourself up. Like what is that? Polishing uh, manure? That, is that what that's called? Yeah. No, you can't do that. Just be whatever it is, because it, it, because what you think it is is that is an imputation about what it is. You're actually covering up. The, it's a, the, the, the teaching that goes back for centuries is the jewel in the rubbish heap, the, the Buddha in the palm of your hand, the Buddha's here, Buddha's here, here, here. There isn't anything but Buddha, yes. To what, ex to what extent should we be that, to be an asshole or to, to be our... You could use that as an indicator. It doesn't, the only thing I'm really saying by that, I'm not saying deliberately go out, as I'm sure you know, and go out and be mean or be a, some kind of a prick or something, but... But you could actually work with your negativity in such a way that you could give it a chance to actually, so you can see how that feels, not to act it out and um, ch chase everybody down with an axe or something, but but uh, allow yourself to feel the you're you're rich enough, you're generous enough uh, to give uh, give attention to your own feelings. If you're going to make friends with the world, if you're going to be uh, walk the path of the bodhisattva, of saving all beings, you better. Better start. You're going to need to start, you know, with the, with who you are, with what this is, and stop going to war with yourself. There isn't anything to go to war with. We create that warfare out of polarity, believing there's something else, believing there's something better, something worse, believing there's progress. Sure, there's sure there's a contrast of getting getting better, doing doing quite a bit better than I was yesterday. And I'm not saying shut that down either, but just. Uh, very simple awareness more. How can we begin to work with that negativity without fueling the story that's coming up around the negativity? You might have to fuel the story, but you'd be aware that if you, you'd be, you, you are aware that you're, you're fueling that. So rather than try to improve and stop fueling that, uh, let, it, let, it, let it run for a while and watch and see if you can see the texture of it. The texture of something is, is more uh, the in-depth experience of that rather than the surface experience of the, what it's called, how it's described, who did it, who caused it, why it's happening on backing up into some kind of novella. 
or short story about your life and about what's happening and so on and some kind of description about it. Very tempting to do that, isn't it? We want to just go in and describe what happened. We're going to describe what someone did, what we did, what they did. The description, we kind of settle for a description rather than go in. Because if you go into the, the um, heart or the guts, uh, we want to say the source, the texture of the matter, you'll be speechless. You won't be able to say you might be feeling it, but you might not be able to express that. So, Especially in this community, we tend to have some idea of what's going on with one another. So if somebody has triggered some sort of feeling within you and then they ask you about it, like what's going on uh, and you know, it's kind of a story. I'm wondering how, what would be a good way to communicate with that person around it? Very good. Very good question. It's, it's purely, when I say purely, I'm saying fundamentally, completely uh, and uh, intimately situational. So take 15 people, 15 people. And each person, there will be a different kind of quality. If you're completely present, if you're relatively present, you will probably see the degree to which you need to say anything or not. Uh, you, you, this is where it has to come out of a situation. This is why we, this is why uh, it has been said, like Coben said to me, you, you don't, you don't take the precepts, you observe them. So you actually observe that form rather than use that form to make sure you're safe and you're always doing things right. I always follow the letter of the law. It's a very difficult uh, when you're living in a society where that's what they tell you to do. If you break the law, it's a, what do they say, a nation of laws or whatever. Well, yeah, we do need some of that. But in this situation, we could actually use the precepts as something to observe. There might be a time where you have to lie. There might be a time when, like it says in a pillow in the other room, you may have to kill somebody. I don't mean you're deliberately going to stick a knife in somebody, but there may be a, a time when because of causes and conditions, that occurs. It could happen. You could be have your uh, your mind off somewhere else and looking another way and run over someone with a car. So you still kill them. So and that's not the only example. I mean, there's uh, the causes and conditions that bring this whole situation about are very very difficult to trace. Like the image of the tributary streams flowing in the darkness. This isn't a this isn't an excuse or a reason to not have any responsibility. You should always respond to everything from the ultimate point of view. From from this point of view, uh, you're responsible for everything. There isn't anything that isn't your fault. There isn't anything that you don't get credit for, because it's because it's not it's not separate. They aren't separate. Separated, yes, sometimes intensely separate, but fundamentally not separate. When you begin to see that, all the uh, all the the blame of other and the blame of oneself, for that matter, uh, shaming or guilt or anything like that, just it starts to lose its force. Unless you're talking to someone who's having a lot of difficulty with that, then that whole thing <clears throat> gets resurrected for, uh, for you just because you're not separate from anything. You're not separate from the person you're talking to. Sometimes that's called compassion. It doesn't mean you have the same emotion they have. It doesn't mean that it's even necessarily an emotion. It may, compassion may not function as some kind of emotional response to someone necessarily. Did you? Be an asshole. It comes up. Does that mean I've looked away from the lack of self? It's just a, another way of seeing self-centeredness, because uh, not being situational uh, would be very much a, the situation that you're talking about, and it would be so specific to you that I wouldn't be able to do anything other than as a function as someone to help you. I would say just look at it really closely. Don't jump into some kind of conclusion about it.
to, because sometimes we want so much to know what it is to conclude about it because that's a way of getting out of the fundamental responsibility. What is the fundamental responsibility? You're not separate from anything. Anything is going wrong anywhere. Anything is going wrong right anywhere. You're part of it. It's your, this is our world. This is your world. Everywhere you look, you don't see anything but your world. You don't see someone else's world. So it would be very situational. There might, uh, there might come a time when it would go one way and might come a time to go another way because of all of the untraceable causes and conditions that arise as just this person sitting on this plate. I don't know how this happened. I didn't bring this about. This just started showing up. And not that I didn't say, well, maybe I should do this or some of that, but uh, there wasn't any uh, um, strong motivation for it from the point of view of, uh, you know, I understand so well things so well, maybe I should just teach everyone. I'll just, I'll, you know, I'll get, if I want to find one of these and, and I'll, uh, I'll convince one of these guys here that I know stuff and they'll, you know. That's how it happened, didn't it? Yeah, kind of happened like that. Jason came along and says, what do I know? It looks like, you know, stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll see what he has to say. So it's dependently arisen. And it's so powerful that uh, if you, if there's any kind of self situation that's happening that is, that is showing up as something that uh, someone who, who, who is, knows this and doesn't know that or is sure about this and unsure about this. This is confusion. How, how do you, how do you walk that path? It's not that you stop having emotions. Like I've said before, excuse me, you might, the emotions might be more intense. It might be more overwhelming. So just because you were to somehow uh, realize no self, no other, it doesn't mean that there aren't intense emotions. It just means that the cage of your afflictions is gone. There's no cage. This is called freedom. And you might be free to actually experience really, really intense emotions. And if you're on this path, you're going to dedicate your life to saving all beings. And that may be feeling, feeling, feeling. Go ahead. Add something? Anybody? Anybody with hands? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Um, up in Muskegon, we have uh, Jim and Amber, uh, and Will is there. Okay. And Will has a question. He asks, even when someone is doing something you really don't like, how do you not create negativity? You, you might not be able to help it. it. Again, it's situational. It depends on the person. depends on the chemistry. depends on your relationship to them, what's been in the past, what it is now. There's so many interdependent things that are happening there. Uh, that you, the, the best thing to do, if, if I'm gonna, we're, we're going to advise you, I'd say, don't do anything. Don't leave. Don't abandon them. Don't walk away. Just stay with the situation and have a willingness to just feel whatever comes up. It may not be easy at all. Nothing to fix or correct. When we start to look at something and think something's wrong, we need to fix that. This is what's happening in the world all over. If you Watch the news for 20 minutes. You're going to see two completely different things arising, and you'll probably identify with one of them. Further questions? Further answers? Yes. I'm talking about the cage of our afflictions. I'm wondering how yes. uh, embarrassment cages us. Well, it builds up to use a, uh, the embarrassment, builds up a uh, kind of a hot spot about we feel ashamed. We, we've just done this, pushed on this, said this, walked this direction. Uh, expressed, had some kind of an expression towards someone or towards ourselves or something we did. And, uh, it's not about getting rid of that. Don't do anything with it. When it, if it arises, just dependently arisen. So 
So it's going to arise. But if you grasp at it, if you try to squeeze it and get some kind of result out of it, like I can't ever do that again, some kind of remorse about doing it, uh, it can become circular. Less is better. Don't do anything with it. Anything you push on, aggression, anything you pull on or twist or change or modify or interpret or translate into something else, uh, passion. Uh, anytime you do something like that, you just create more more circles in the, and it just corkscrews back down into, into your mind, so to speak. More? Is... Is there some sort of progress and we just can't measure it? Is it the, the measuring of progress that is Yeah, putting, taking our, our attention away from just whatever's coming and leaving it for some kind of yardstick of how we're doing and where we're, if we're getting better, if we're improving. So yes, I would agree with that. We, we, we move to some other kind of quadrant where there's some kind of something more stable that we can lean on. Well, at least I'm, at least I'm, more grounded than I was. At least I'm not spinning around in circles. And that's a conclusion. And that conclusion is the very nature of ignorance is to conclude. Other questions? Yes. Can it be helpful to try to measure in that way? Again, middle way. I mean, not too tight, not too loose. You could do, you could do a little bit of that, but don't, but the idea is not to go into that all the way and try to make sure that your meditation is producing some kind of, Results. Now, there are teachers, there are meditation teachers who will say, well, if you can't, uh, if you're not, if meditation isn't working for you, you're not getting anywhere, why would you do it? And I would say, well, we'll study with that person. And I don't mean that sarcastically. I'm saying maybe you, maybe this is not uh, the way you need, want to work with your mind. Okay. Can someone still awaken if they are training or practicing meditation in a way that's highly relative? Sure. What's the difference between a uh, if you're aware of it, then there is no difference. That's why it's so situational. If you're aware of that situation, then the differentiation uh, comes to an end. That's why uh, uh, spiritual materialism uh, works. If you know it's spiritual, spiritual materialism, you don't have to get rid of it. You don't have to stop being spiritually material because then that creates another kind of credential. So just have to be aware of that. And if you're aware of it, then that particular area will start to lose its uh, vigor, its strength, its uh, its momentum, because it's it's seen and it's it's been revealed. It's seen. It's like uh, uh, it's like um, um, raindrops on hot uh, concrete. It's there, but then it goes right away because of the sun being um, a metaphor for awareness. So the awareness is so powerful. That it that that nothing can separate from it, just a metaphor. If we have a, a tendency that seems to be what we'd call negative, mm-hmm. and we're aware of that, should we continue to run that, run through that tendency? You don't, don't have to do anything. Just don't, I mean, if the tendency comes up. There it is. You know, it's like a fish. What do you? What, how much you? you have, how much say so? Do you have about a, have a, a fish? Go away, fish. Stop swimming. Stop being orange. You have no, you have no say. So it's like, like clouds are maybe a better metaphor than a fish, but we have no, they're, 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 have different shapes, different colors, different depth, different thickness, different amount of rain is inside. There may be lightning and everything, but we have no say so. They're interesting. We have no say so about them. So when that, when those clouds arise in your own 
mainstream, do nothing with it other than be very aware of it. Be aware of be very aware of the form that that's taking. You notice that anytime you watch something without adding to it, uh, subtracting or judging it, or or shutting down, that it doesn't last. It it tends to dissolve or or change shape into something else. Can in a tendency like that that's not that we're not doing anything with can that still show up in an active way, like that has movement to it? Could. That's a question. Yes. Kind of going off what Shona was saying uh, in, in earlier, uh, when when something something arises and your reaction brings up a feeling of just wanting to uh, be mean to somebody, be a real jerk, and you say there's nothing to fix, and not necessarily stop those types of emotions, but where does responsibility come in when those sorts of intense feelings? I mean, we see it. Yes. What's going on with our our country today? Yes. It just looks like intense division. Yeah, it's not, that's that's that has so much momentum to it. There's not much you can do. I'm not saying you want to go protest or go carry a sign or join an organization. By all means, go ahead. But if you're talking to me, I'm going to say might want to start with something you have some say so about, which is your body mind complex. You could actually take this body, your body, sit down, hold still and watch what the mind continues to do as you sit there and hold still. You could actually get the, uh, um, you could actually witness that situation because that is the, the, the same thing is happening in the world. But, mm-hmm. Well, just to go back to your, um, how you said your anger hasn't gone anywhere, mm-hmm. but is there anything different with the anger that you had maybe when you were 18 versus what anger that arises now? It's less, and it's less uh, uh, less likely to um, sneak up on me. So when you say there's nothing to fix. Nothing to fix. For somebody who's really intensely suffering and feeling like an yeah. AK-47 is a way to fix things, how, yeah. how do we... Might be too late, and that, that person might be on a trajectory that... Look how hard it is, uh, the trajectories that we're on. We're all here in a, in a, a Buddhist monastery in a meditation hall, uh, and anybody who's in here is probably pretty sincere about trying to uh, work with their mind in a straightforward, direct way that is, uh, that is basically sane. We're not denying our wild and craziness, but we're, we're endeavoring to, to see what this is fundamentally and work with it in as direct and sincere. I think the word sincerity and uh, the word earnest, be, to be earnest and be sincere is very important. And you, you, we always know somebody who is sincere who's sincere they're not they're not covering things over with their idea their philosophy occasionally we meet somebody who's running around in circles the other way and it's kind of you can kind of see there's not much you can do about it you can say yeah i see what you mean you kind of go along a little bit to be friendly with them but there's no there's no fixing that person no turning them around you aren't going to preach to someone who's involved in, a, in another kind of dynamic altogether but what can you do you can, you can train your mind so that so that you at least are very, very aware of your insanity. You may not be able to, as Trungpa Rinpoche said, and you quoted earlier, you may not attain enlightenment, but at least you won't be a nuisance to everyone. It's quite funny he said that, but there's something to that. You actually slow down and you're not going to interfere. And you'll, if you um, listen to me very much, you'll notice that I might have some say-so about what you're doing and what you're not doing, but not without your permission. Uh, all you would have to do is say, uh, 
I'm leaving or I'm done here. Or I'm going to go do something else. I'm, I would might say, well, what's up? What's going on? What, what, let me know what's happening. But I would not disagree with you or argue with you to a point, but not very much because I trust you that you know what to do with your life. Might not be this. So I'm going to actually help anybody, even a dozen people or so, need to have their permission because my way of, of uh, talking or teaching or supporting people is uh, through uh, cooperation. I'm not a guru or function that way. I'm saying that more and more these days because so much bad press out there for so-called uh, gurus. Mm -hmm. So when you say there's nothing to fix, but and you see students day after day and talk to people, a lot of people, what is it that you see that we're trying to do? What is the fixing that we're trying to do? I'm not sure generalize about well, it. It's the the fundamental uh, misunderstanding is that there's somebody. So therefore, anything uh, anything is negative, positive, neutral, that there's somebody that's happening to. So we're not, I'm not saying that there, there aren't, there's negative em emotions and feelings and thoughts and so on. Of course, they come and go and they're dependently risen. And if you're born into this, uh, into this human realm, you're probably going to have a, a lot of those. But you don't have to do anything with them. You don't have to improve. You don't have to get better. You, what do you have to do? You don't have to do anything. You can continue just what I call spinning and what others have called going around and around is called, what's the big version of that? Life and death, that one. Uh, sleep, uh, so going to sleep and waking up. Which one is this? Going to sleep, no, going to sleep, waking up, going to sleep, waking up, yeah, that one. And you could, you could interrupt that by trying to fix or repair or, you know, or coax it into some other dynamic where you're not having, you're not so confused. Or you could just see what this is, because if you fundamentally see what this is, your life can go on, but there's no solid being having a life. And, and, and you're not threatened by anything. I'm not saying somebody comes at you with a blowtorch, you aren't going to run the other way. It isn't like you don't have nerve endings anymore. Of course you do. You're still downloaded into this human form, this organism, human being. But who you are fundamentally is not that. You're just plugged into it. And you don't have to unplug. You can just see the, see the case. And then the suffering uh, doesn't have a sufferer. Yes? How do we see the truth without fixing how we cover it up? Just watch the way you cover it up. You're actually covering up your Buddha nature. The Buddha, as I've said many times and others have said before I got here, uh, the Buddha did not awaken to lollipops and candy canes and hobby horses and rainbows and those other things, angels. The Buddha awoke to suffering. Yeah, awoke to um, the Buddha awoke to delusion, confusion. Mm -hmm. So when you say there's nothing to fix, is that, is that more about that we shouldn't do that as an activity? Shouldn't fix things? What? We don't want him to stop. No, everybody should stop fixing. <laughs> yeah, you should keep fixing stuff. <laughs> Fix the doors, fix the windows. Yeah, fix things, mend things, repair, paint, nail things together that are coming apart. So, you know, a little bit, I would say, you know, a little bit of that. You could you could move a little bit in that direction. Just like you, if someone, I say, apologize once, you know, if you step on somebody's toes or offend someone or, or um, uh, let somebody down because you said you're going to do something and you didn't or you forgot or something. You could you could apologize for it one time. But if you apologize, apologize more than once, it's like 
you're trying to get something else. It's more about you and less about actually being considerate of them. Sorry I did that. Or sorry I let you down and didn't um, take out the trash or whatever it may be. So a little bit of that. First to really see a negative emotion, um, do we have to get, does it have to show up in such a depth that it's painful? So it might. might have to be terrible. But you don't have to jump away from that difficulty into someone who's who doesn't deserve that or someone who has that coming. I have that coming. So it just we just keep mixing it up with the relativity in such a way that it, we just uh, perpetuate the, the, the dualistic um, illusion. Some people are doing that, a very good job of that. It's a really, uh, it's believable. I think, didn't you see that happen at the, didn't our leader of our country, did you hear that person talk? I bet that was interesting. Huh. Would you say there's a little bit of confusion going on there? Whole thing's confused. Yeah, it is. And what we, I mean, I'm not saying somebody shouldn't go in that direction, but you could also just use what you already have. You have your body mind complex. You've been around for whatever 20, 30, 40 years or whatever you've been. You're here. Use that. Use that. Get to know yourself. You don't have to ask me anything. Michelle. What is our Buddha nature? Not separate. From the point of view of these teachings, there isn't anything but Buddha awakened. The nature of something is awake. Nothing is sleeping anywhere. So even even the, even those who are sleeping or that which is sleeping is awake. Sure, I know it's a conundrum or doesn't. What does that mean? How is that going to be helpful? Maybe it's not. But so, but uh, I would say just look at your own mind. Sit down, hold still, and watch watch uh, the way your own mind works. Just observe what comes and goes and comes and goes. Thoughts come and go. Emotions, feelings, and uh, who's doing that? When you say nothing sleeps, it seems to be addressing a presumption that we have that things sleep. What is what is that confusion of something sleeping? We think we're asleep. Help him. Jason <laughs> <laughs> won't help. Too bad. Give me a give me another give me give me a more direct question. Something that's uh, not quite so difficult. I'm trying to see where you're pointing when you say that nothing sleeps. Like, what does it mean for something to sleep? Oh. For something to not be awake, that showed up for me. So it it, it isn't it, it's it's a it's a direct pointing, but it's not a direct pointing that may uh, uh, take you with that kind of a concept, take you into the, the fundamental nature of that. That's why it seems to be so important to find out yourself, find out, sit down, hold still, and find out who this is. Find out who this is fundamentally. This has been human beings have been doing this for a long time. No, it's your turn. Kuhn. How is concluding sleeping? Or is concluding sleeping? Because it's like this. This is conclusion. This is exclusion. And uh, what's that other conclusion? This one? What's that one called? Yeah. Huh? Yeah, concluding. Wanting things to be different is the, ver is the very basic teaching of the Buddha. Wanting things to be different than they, other than they are is uh, the nature of, of the cause of suffering. Wanting something else, wanting something other, wanting something greater, wanting progress. Goes on. Did you say earlier that everyone, everything is awake? I said nothing sleeps. So how uh, appreciating something like our commander-in-chief, yeah. 
looking at that or listening to that, what is it awake? What is awake in that? So, in order to respond to that in a way that's fundamentally helpful, uh, I would have to do some kind of backflips or something. But I would say, you watching that is what's awake. That 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 situation is is congealing. There, there's no separate self in the skandhas. There's no separate self anywhere. There's no separate self in this room. There, this this old man that's is spouting off here, teaching. There, there's no set. There's no one here. So therefore. Uh, it's not separate, so it's not not uh, sleeping. It doesn't mean there's someone who's awake. It means that's why it's said in this way: nothing sleeps. So that situation looks like uh, just like there's no solid being here. There's no solid being here or here or here. Feels like there is as we come and go, as we get in our car and go home, or as we, we go uh, later on, go to bed, or get up in the morning and do go to work or do whatever we do. It feels like there's somebody doing that, but. Um, Probably not, not and not in the way that we grasp onto it or assume. Whereas in that situation, that's even more intense, and that's so intense that that's why there's so much aggression. That kind of intensity, that kind of grasping it right and rejecting wrong, it's it's kind of an obvious example of not to go into the political part of it, but just the obvious example of really, really right and really, really wrong. And they're both really, really intense. And it's not that there isn't one isn't hot and one isn't gold, of course, but it's just the nature of the warfare. It's the nature of grasping at it, shutting down on this and opening this up. Back and forth, back and forth. So you're the one who's awake. You. Is that uh, watching the situation being awake, is that what the teacher like Dogen would say, um, examine this thoroughly coming and going? Yeah. One last question. That one. Shut up. Better be a good one. Make it real easy. <laughs> um, thinking how you say, like when we have a negative emotion come up, it's someone's not pouring a bucket of emotions into us. It's our emotion. Mm -hmm. But there seems to be like a situation I'm thinking of, like I get around someone when they're doing a particular thing, and it seems like there's a really clear cause and effect is like every time that person's doing this thing and I come in and see that happen, I feel a certain way. It seems really mm -hmm. like. Gotcha. What's the question? Um, on some level, are they responsible for that showing up? Uh, well, on every level, they're responsible. On every level, you're responsible. It's the ability to respond. So everybody is responsible for everything. There's no, it's you're to blame and, and you get credit and you get the blame. It's the, the division is what the, Division there is a problem rather than seeing the energy doesn't belong to anybody. Your life doesn't even belong. This, you didn't, you don't, this isn't, I mean, this is your body and there's a boundary there and it's very important to observe the natural hierarchy, natural boundaries of everything. But you don't actually, you didn't do this. You can't go and look in the mirror and say, yeah, I, I kind of wanted green eyes, but then I last minute I changed my, like my mother used to say, I was standing behind the door with a hand out the brains. <laughs> She was a really nice mom. <laughs> yes. So when you say it's our emotion, are you not you're, you're not saying that it's like something that we're bringing to that situation? No, you're just just it's dependent. It doesn't. You don't you don't really have you noticed that you can't just think whatever you want. You're pretty much at the mercy of your uh, karma, your thought patterns, your causes and conditions. You can't just be another person. I mean, you can't just be Nichikai of all the people. You'd probably be easier to be him than anybody. Don't you agree, Nichikai? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that it, it, it looks like it's so, uh, everyone's personality and, and way we're wired is so very definite. Look closely. See if there's a solid me. I mean, I'm not saying there isn't something there, but is, is it a person? Is it a self? Is there some, have you noticed how the emotions and feelings and everything keep going this way and going that way and going up, going down, getting larger, getting smaller, getting more intense, getting weaker, getting awake, going to sleep, getting awake, going to sleep? Watch closely. See if something sleeps. See if anything is asleep. Find out. See if you need anything else. Thank you. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our chin. That's what I call progress. <laughs> And we'll progress to our chanting. And I'd like to remind everybody about the donation boxes that are still in the hallway. And we also accept donations online and always appreciate your generosity. Thank you. May the mirrorless penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. The ten directions, the three worlds, all Buddhas, all venerable ones. Bodhisattvas, Mahasattvas, the great Prajna Paramita. O Buddhas, Bodhisattvas, the ten directions of the three times, please hear us. Please come down out of the light and protect Sokokoji Buddhist Temple Monastery. Or Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. 